Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find a full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Welcome to the Country Music Talk podcast. I'm Ginny Longden. You can catch me on Absolute Radio Country. Just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. Download the free Absolute Radio app or find us on DAB Radio in the UK. Now, the Long Road Festival is the UK's largest outdoor celebration of country music, bringing some of the biggest and most exciting names in the genre together for a weekend of country, roots and Americana in the beautiful Leicestershire countryside. This year, I was lucky enough to sit down on a hay bale with the artist for a chat. Here's what happened. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Ginny Longdon on Absolute Radio Country at the Long Road Festival and Jackson Dean's here. Hello, Jackson Hello. Dean. Oh, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. Likewise. We were just comparing tattoos. We were. You have a lot. Um, are yours like sentimental? Do they have meanings or are they just sort of in the moment you feel it out and you go for it? Um, they all have an event, I guess. This one was Bakersfield, California. We were doing a show with... Uh, Hank Jr. We were on a three-day run with Hank Jr. And I was like, I think I was about to turn 20. Uh-huh. I walked back into the arena with like 30 minutes to spare before I went on stage. And um, yeah, this dude named Crazy Tom did it. And then um, this one was a 4-H center in Beckley, West Virginia from an ex-con who did everybody's tattoos up in Beckley. This is a little town, West Virginia. But uh, he freehanded that one. Um yeah, they all kind of got a little event around them, but it's all black. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm guessing it's all black, too. Yeah, I, you definitely want all the other, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I do have a full color My Little Pony on my ribs, though, but that I don't know what happened in that what? moment. Yeah. What? Like, you've got all these cool stories, like, with really Wait, cool people. And mine was it's all the black and then a full color My Little Pony? Yeah. Interesting. And it's a bit blurred. It, it looks a little bit like a dragon. <laughs> That's kind of badass. Anyway, let's talk about the Long Road Festival. Let's do it. Welcome. How do you Thank feel you. to be here? I'm a little tired, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm perking up, getting ready to go here. I haven't walked around the grounds yet, which is something I try to do. Um, fairs, uh, festivals, all that kind of stuff. We've done a lot uh, back home this summer, and we try to get out and walk it and see what the dealio is. And um, But yeah, very excited to be here. Is this a first then of all of those, you know, a stately home? Is it a first? Because this is quite fancy here, isn't it? Oh, this thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never, <laughs> so I've never done a festival that has like historical grounds like that. We were just looking, my father's a stonemason, so I was just looking at all the brickwork and all the stonework over there. I was like trying to date it, and I was just like, man, big crevice right there from the rain. I mean, <laughs> this thing is probably. S- s- 15th, 16th century? I don't know, but it's, it's beautiful. Amazing. Would your dad approve? Oh, he would approve, yeah. <laughs> he would approve. He'd um, need a touch-up, but sure. <laughs> so you were back here in May for Highways. Mm-hmm. So you were at the Royal Albert Hall, another amazing venue. That's an iconic venue. Did performing on that stage live up to the hype? It, it exceeded my expectations for sure. Even in Soundcheck, that was some of the most fun was in Soundcheck because we just had the whole place to ourselves and... Ever since that show, we've been on a real high, such a high since that show. It was two standing O's, and it's like the equivalent of playing the Ryman back home. And uh, I can't explain to you what that feeling is being up on that stage. It's just, it's magical. 
Well, you just recently released Live at the Ryman, didn't yeah, you? I did. Tell us about that. It was the first time playing there, too. <laughs> I've seen a lot of shows in there. Uh, I saw Billy Strings, I think the year prior to us playing that. I saw Brothers Osborne play in there. Seen a couple of other people play in there, but it's just such a good sounding room, and that that room is where our sound kind of thrives. And it's the mother church that's it's built like the inside of a guitar, you know. So it's just it's a beautiful place, and I wanted people to know that we can do it for real without the help of any computers, like so many people are doing right now. I wanted people to know that this is for real, and this is for real in the flesh and bone sense of things. Um, there's not a single track or a click track or anything. Uh, it is all what's being made on that stage in that moment in real time. And I want people to hear that. And some of the songs, being in a band means you compose all the time. You're, and songs change all the time. You know, not playing to tracks or click makes you free for improv. Um, <laughs> which my do I encourage heavily um, I encourage you to be spontaneous and play things that you didn't play last night that's how songs get better uh, over time so we had some four minutes turn into six minutes and uh, I just wanted the world to have that yeah and that's a treat for the audience too just more of it that's good yeah it's 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 a deeper look into the initial feeling yeah, yeah. and how do you feel then with a UK crowd, what was your when you were, you know at highways and stuff? They were very tentative, which I loved. It's not like that back home. A lot of people talk, and here they wanted to hear what you had to say, and I I loved that. Like I'm coming either way, you know. I'm I'm gonna do what I'm doing either way. Um, but I did notice, you know, it was you could hear a pin drop while I was while we were going, and then when we would end, it just go <laughs> unreal unreal i mean you can probably tell by my face right now it's just it was awesome love that we are very british people you know we wait our turn yeah you know yeah. we're cures that's what yeah, we do yeah, so yeah. we're very respectful like proper. that we want to very, hear very proper yeah, yeah. Uh, and you're sticking around then aren't you after this so you're yeah. doing a bit of a tour around the uk yeah what can people expect from that we got a couple headline deals uh, i got to scoot back over to germany for about four days and then i'll be back it's all headline stuff uh, which is going to be fun. Uh, it's it's our headline show because we only got to play for 25 minutes last time. I'm excited to get down with y'all, man. Uh, drink some good whiskey and uh, get after it. Amazing. Yeah, what's your thing you do before you go on stage? Is it a shot of whiskey? How do you get ready for um, it? So lately, um, I was having some, some issues. Uh, I was drinking a lot of whiskey uh, uh, last year. So about January this time, this year, I switched to Mule's Vodka. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. We don't have Tito's here. So Tito's, ginger beer, uh, ginger beer, and lime. So you cut up a half lime and just, just like, oh, yeah, so good. Puts hairs on your chest. Oh yeah, oh, yeah you do. <laughs> well, I like to mix it up in a mason jar. The mason jar, you know, um, uh, not dimensions, but the um, portions for mason jars are like spot on. Mm -hmm. So you do, you know, you fill it up with ice. Half Tito's, half ginger beer, and then you, you know, squeeze the lime in there, and you're good to go. So God, I feel like you call that moonshine or something. <laughs> making something there. We we can get you some moonshine. If okay, you lovely. Uh, your debut album Green Broke mm -hmm. is amazing. We've Thank been you. playing Don't Come Looking all the time on Absolute Radio Country. Thank the you. fans love it. We absolutely love it. Why do you think that album and that song has hit so hard and it's so popular? It had a certain kind of cojones that. Uh, 
quite frankly, some other people were not experiencing. <laughs> um, it's a little bit heavier than what has been coming out, um, rather than the snap tracks that are, you know. I also think it came out in a time where people were either on the verge of about to be changing their lives and doing really well for themselves or losing their mind and going insane uh, with COVID. Um, and I know a lot of people just got the hell out of Dodge and were like, yep, you all leave me out of your craziness and I'm gonna go and live my life like I completely had the right to do as a human. So people resonated with that, I think. That was my outlook on the whole thing from the beginning. I think people wanted a little bit of testosterone, a little bit of badassery, and uh, a little bit of hell yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I feel like you, you know your sound and you know your lane, and that's awesome. Who are the people who influenced that? Who were you listening to growing up? So my Mount Rushmore, Robert Plant, Cornell, Stapleton, but that Stapleton was when he was with the Johnson Brothers and the Steel Drivers and Waylon for Vibe. Combination of all those dudes, you know, and I also don't give like Kip Moore and Drake White enough credit for my existence, you know. Drake's a powerhouse singer, you know, and Kip's just a badass, you know. I do admire all these dudes. It's it's a big combination of, of things because my family's palette is so huge. You know, we can go from Xavier Rudd to Aretha Franklin to Edda James, to, I mean, to BRMC, to Black Angels, and I mean, there's so many, there's so many different vibes that make this thing. Yeah, you everyone know. you just mentioned has like a super soulful voice from Aretha to Chris Cornell. Mm -hmm. Different genres, but just soul. Yeah, they have, they have it, it comes from inside of them, mm. and it comes from inside of me too, you know. It, I have to give 110% every time I play and every time I'm on stage or else the song just doesn't happen. You know, you, you physically will not get to the note. Your body will physically not get to the note if you don't give it 110%, you know, and some people play safe songs. That ain't what I'm here to do. I'm here to swing for the fences like they did. Love that. Um, and you're originally from Maryland. Mm -hmm. So what brought about the move to Nashville for you? When was that moment and you thought, I'm doing it, I'm heading to Music City? There was a time where I did, I resented it very much. I was just like, I don't want to go and get tied up with y'all. you know. And then I had some people express some interest in me, which was like, oh, you want a piece? You know? um, but I signed, I signed my pub deal at 18, uh, which was a big move for us. And then um, I got signed in 2020, uh, and I moved down about a month after that. Um, I just said, I signed the record deal, I might as well go, and uh, been there ever since. A lot of people have said when they move, it was really important to find their tribe, because you're going to a new city and you're making essentially a new family. Do you think that's important when you're moving down there? What kind of made it comfortable for you? If you don't have work, um, if you don't have work, then yeah. Um, for me, for me, it was really different. I was writing with a uh, with a lot of really great people, you know. Um, but it is true, you do got to find the people that you write with and that you work with well, you know. And they they sort of do become your family. Um, it's not like you you're living with them. You see them quite a bit, for sure. But you know, I've been I've been a loner for quite quite a long time. I mean, I lived by myself since I've turned 18 and. It's not so good for other people. Uh, I've seen it when they're when they're alone and they don't have anybody down there, and it's and it's sad. Um, but Nashville is such the place that has open arms. You know, my guitar tech is about to move there, and we're like, bro, you're gonna do fine. You're going to do just fine. You know, um, 
But that's also on you being a sociable person. And finally, do you have a message for your UK fans? UK, just from the love of the last time I was here, uh, thank you. Come headbang with me and we'll have a good time. I promise. Jason Dean, thank you so much for chatting to us on Absolute Radio Country. It's been great. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters. And we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK. Or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 